0: hello and welcome it's time for the Stephen Thompson experience leadership tips for the remote worker episode 5 I'm Stephen Thompson and this is my experience well today on episode 5 of the Stephen Thompson experience leadership tips for the remote worker we're gonna call this the halftime show and you know here on uh, the Stephen Thompson experience we talk about prints we talk about movies we talk about sports we talk about coffee And we've been focusing on the music of Prince. Now this has been a very interesting week, and I'm going to focus on a lot of topics this week that are interesting and hopefully will provide a bit of healing, comfort, and enjoyment for everybody who listens to the show. But want to call this the halftime show. And in 2007. Prince played the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Now, what's important to me is that the Chicago Bears played the Indianapolis Colts that year in the Super Bowl, and the the Bears did not win that Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl started off exciting enough. Devin Hester ran back the opening kickoff, and it looked like the Bears were well on their way to winning their first Super Bowl since 1986. Now, that was a more joyful time in January of 1986 because the 85 Bears at the time had one of the best records in the NFL 15 and 1 they lost one game on Monday night to the Miami Dolphins and then they obliterated their opponents to make it to the Super Bowl in New Orleans where they won 46 to 10 and that was a joyful time in my eighth grade life I remember significantly that day at halftime I went outside and I laid down in the street I did it because everybody was watching the Bears game so I thought it'd be neat to lay down in the street just for the heck of it I did that at halftime Purple Rain came out in 1984 And Prince, in the halftime show in 2007 at the Super Bowl, started off by playing Let's Go Crazy, and then he ended it with Purple Rain. And that made me think back to 1984 when Purple Rain came out, but also 1984 was the year the Chicago Cubs went to the playoffs for the first time since 1945. And that was a glorious year in my 7th grade life. Remember, the Cubs jumped out to a 2-0 lead against the San Diego Padres in 1984. They won the first game 13-1. Rick Sutcliffe pitched a complete game. He also hit a home run the second game. The Cubs won not quite as brutally as they won the first game, but Steve Trout pitched in that game, and everything was well. The Cubs were up 2-0. They were on their way to the World Series to face the Detroit Tigers. All they needed to do was win one game in San Diego and I remember that weekend It was a Friday Saturday Sunday series and the Cubs went to San Diego fully prepared to come back as national league champions and they would head off to the World Series but something happened in San Diego the Cubs lost all three games and it was depressing it was very depressing and if you grow up in Chicago there's one thing is that there's Cubs fans and there's White Sox fans there's no I'm a fan of both if somebody tells you they're a fan of both they're not a real sports fan. Okay? You, you, we pick sides in Chicago. So I got back to school on that day, Monday, after the Cubs had lost to the Padres. And I was mocked by White Sox fans. And I remember it. I, I remember being mocked. Now, there was redemption this past year. The Cubs went to the World Series, they won the World Series, and all was right in the world when the Cubs won. So. The point of it is, there is joy in our life, Bears winning the Super Bowl. There is pain in our life, Cubs losing and the Bears losing. But how do we respond to adversity? Well, the halftime show. We'll talk about how to respond to adversity. Prince was playing the halftime show that year. It rained. It was raining very, very hard, in fact, before the performance started and the Producers of the show came out to Prince and they talked to him about it. They are talking about the rain. They were worried about the stage being glass and the dancers wearing eight-inch heels and, and Prince wearing heels and everybody dancing. And Prince had four electric guitars that he was using and everyone was particularly concerned. And Prince's response was, I want it to rain harder. And that's how he was looking at the rain. He saw it as an opportunity to be his best and to just enjoy what he did. And Prince was a musician. So he starts off by playing Let's Go Crazy, and then he ends with Purple Rain. And in the middle, what's interesting, he plays Proud Mary, which was made famous by Ike and Tina Turner, and also Creedence Clearwater Revival did a version, and he begins... Singing All Along the Watchtower, a Jimi Hendrix song, and also a Bob Dylan version of both of those songs as well. And he was just a musician, just enjoying himself. And one of the, the things that really was exciting is the press conference for that Super Bowl. And Prince came out with his full band. And he says, I'll start off by taking questions. And somebody asked him a question, and Prince started playing Johnny Be Good. I began a 10-minute medley of songs at the press conference. That, to me, is the power of being original and the power of making your own choices. So, let's talk about our own personal leadership and our leadership tips and what do we want to learn from the halftime show. Well, halftime is when we make adjustments and we try to figure out what we need to do to get better. Super Bowl last year. New England Patriots, Atlanta Falcons. We go into halftime. The Patriots are down 21 to 3. They're losing. They're losing badly. In fact, in the third quarter, the Falcons would go up 28 to 3. So Patriots are down 21 to 3. They go in at halftime. And what do they do for halftime? They make adjustments. There's an interview by done with uh, one of the Patriots players, Martellus Bennett at the time. He plays for the Green Bay Packers right now. They asked him what it was like in the locker room, that halftime show. And this is what Bennett said in the interview. The Super Bowl, we're down, we're getting our butts kicked, Bennett said. When we came into the locker room at halftime, there was no bickering, there was no complaining, there was no moaning, there was no throwing chairs. Bennett also noted that there was no magical speech from Belichick or anyone else on the team. There was none of this epic, we're going to come back, Rudy, remember the Titans type speech. There was none of that TV stuff Bennett said. When you looked around the locker room, you didn't see anyone that was discouraged. You didn't see doubt in anyone's eyes. And that's like all 53 guys. You could look around and you could see that everybody was determined to figure out what they could do to help to win. According to Bennett, the biggest factor in the Patriots' record-setting comeback was the adjustments that Belichick and the coaching staff made at halftime. So we went back out there at halftime. We kind of got up. Coaches gave all the coaching points, all the changes. Bennett said everybody was like, all right, coach, this is the plan you have. Coach, I trust you. This is what you think is going to win. That's exactly what we're going to do. And I'm going to do my part, my small equation of the 11 that's on the field at the time. Craziest part of Bennett's description is that before the Patriots took the field for the second half, they apparently mentioned that they were going to make a comeback. We put our hands up. Hey, this is going to be written in the history books. Patriots on three, one, two, three. Patriots break, and the rest is history. Apparently, some of the credit for the comeback also goes to Belichick's favorite slogan, do your job. And that's really what a halftime is. We go back and we make adjustments, and we want to do our job. And there's specific tasks that that came out there's a professor Anthony Muhammad who did a speech on skill versus will and he talked about sometimes people have skill but they don't have will and sometimes people have will but they don't have skill and you have gotta have both you gotta have your skill and you have gotta have your will and I think that's what you the Patriots did at the halftime show they were able to come out make adjustments and with those adjustments they were able to win the game. Now, what does that do for us? Well, there's a couple of things that we can do with the halftime show. We need to stop and think and evaluate sometimes our life and sometimes our career at halftime. There's a quote for you this week. Love is being stupid together by Paul Valery. Paul Valery was a French poet. And what I like about that quote is I think that we all should go out and do something stupid with somebody this week, and somebody that we love, and something, somebody, something with somebody we care about. Just do something stupid because there's a lot of benefits in play, rest, and recreation. Well, in 1892, Valerie was visiting some relatives, and he went through a personal transformation. There was a violent thunderstorm, and he decided he needed to free himself. And after that, he made a career change, and he devoted his life to study mathematics, philosophy, and language. From 1892 until 1912, he didn't write any sort of poetry at all. But he did begin to keep a journal, and that journal was published into 29 different volumes of essays and short stories later on. And during this time, he worked a job in the war department in France. So he took that time to not only reinvent himself, but also to reinvent his career his job and the tasks that he did on a daily basis and when we look at that and we look at what Prince did at the halftime show and we begin to think about what we do at the halftime show and where do we see the halftime shows well first thing is you need a halftime show okay we need a halftime show we need to take time to rest each day we need to take time to reflect on our day-to-day experiences and our day-to-day tasks because a lot comes at us each day when you're working from home. and you're working remotely there are emails that you read, there are phone calls that you take and sometimes you are not in front of a person. And when we're not in front of a person the temptation could be well you don't see that person and when you don't see that person then all you're seeing is the piece of paper and you interact with a piece of paper differently and you interact with a person right in front of you. So that's why you need halftime, and you need to rest. So sometimes I think we celebrate our inefficiencies. We work hard. We don't take a lunch. And somehow, (laughs) we think that is enormously beneficial, and that somehow, if we take time to rest, that means that we are opening the door to sloth. But in fact, if you don't take time to rest, you are opening the door to burnout. There is no scientific study that is done that says the human body should work nonstop. But somehow we, we, we teach that and we preach that and we misinterpret scriptures and proverbs that talk about hard work. You need to rest. The human body wasn't designed to work nonstop. Here's a couple of quotes. Ben Franklin. He that can take rest is greater than he can take cities. Another quote from Leonardo da Vinci said the same thing. Every now and then, go away, have a little relaxation, for when you come back to work, your judgment will be sure. Then the Roman poet Ovid said, take rest. A field that has rested gives a bountiful crop. Your mind requires rest. And if you were to do a scientific study, a double-blind, qualitative or quantitative research project on the value of rest, there are a lot of studies that support the value of rest. There aren't any studies out there, double-blind, quantitative, qualitative, that says a human being should work nonstop, never take a break, stress themselves out, never go home, never see their family, and just sit at a desk and work all day. Those studies do not exist. But yet, somehow in our society, we tell people that. The only way to the top is to work hard. Okay, yes. But it's work hard and rest. Okay, it's work hard and rest. Benjamin Franklin, look at all of his achievements, look them up, and he is extolling the values of rest. Leonardo da Vinci, he's talking about the value of rest. Now, are you gonna tell me that Leonardo da Vinci and Benjamin Franklin were lazy? They're advocating rest, they're not lazy. They have accomplishments, they have achievements, in a time where there wasn't a computer, there wasn't electricity, there wasn't power. Okay, and they accomplished all of these things. So there was a tremendous amount of value in rest and play. Do, I'm gonna challenge everybody today, do a study. Double blind, qualitative, quantitative research on play and then do look for a double-blind double qualitative quantitative study on working yourself into the ground now you may say people who work you know forty hours a week and and they're successful I'm not saying that they're not successful I'm saying that those people probably rest and you can find lots of studies where the Elon Musk's of the world rest and They talk about rest and making adjustments you see Would the Patriots have won that game without a halftime show? Without a halftime, would the Patriots have taken time to make the adjustments? So where does that bring us to? What's our move? What's our move this week? What's the challenge that I want to give you? Well, I want to give you this challenge. We work really hard. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we get angry. I want you to do this. You get an email or a phone call, that upsets you. I want you to stop, number one. I want you to pause, number two. I want you to reflect, number three. I want you, number four, to make adjustments. And I want you, number five, to remember that the goal is to win. And then also remember that the person on the other side of the email, the person on the other side of the phone, wants to win as well. There's a term called equanimity. And equanimity means that Really believing that somebody you know, a rational individual, wants to succeed and they want to be happy. And their actions are driven ultimately by their desire to be happy. Now I'm not talking about those that cause pain in the world. And we know that there was a tremendous amount of pain caused in the world over the last couple of weeks. And I don't want to bring attention to the people who caused the pain, but I want to talk about the people who need to be comforted. Are there people in your life that need to be comforted? Because the halftime show. (laughs) Prince started off with Let's Go Crazy. He ended with Purple Rain. And Prince was up there on stage doing what he loved. And he did what he loved. And people were encouraged. And people sang and they danced. And they were happy. And that happened because one man used the talents and the abilities that were given to him. Some say a higher power gives gives them to you. I believe that. Others don't. But whatever you believe, we all have gifts and talents that we can use. And we can make the choice on how we use them. And the choice that we make, hopefully we will make, is to bring healing and comfort into the world. And the things that we don't understand, let's be curious about them. Let's not just rush to opinion, but take some time to be curious and to analyze. There are things in our lives that we can analyze and we can be curious about and we can comfort. So this is the Stephen Thompson Experience, the halftime show with Prince. Let's go crazy, purple rain at the halftime show. This week, our quote by Paul Valerie, I want you to go out. And do something stupid with somebody. That's your challenge. Love is being stupid together. There is somebody out there that you love and that you care about, and go out and be stupid with them. The next thing is if you get angry or upset or mad, email, phone call, take the time to do these things. I want you to stop, I want you to pause, I want you to reflect, and I want you to make adjustments. And our goal is to win. Just like what Bill Belichick did at the half at halftime, you make adjustments and then you win. Like Prince, he said, "Make it rain harder. Make it rain harder." And he went out and he played. He played anyway. And sometimes when there are those situations and <coughs> those circumstances that leave us frustrated, that leave us confused, use your talents. Use your talents to help someone or comfort someone that's the steve thompson experience leadership tips for the remote worker episode five the halftime show see you next week have a great one bye bye